open up your butt and let the fun come out. It's the PlayStation VR podcast. It's the first aspect of enjoying VR is letting the fun come out of your butt. The number one sensation you need to get dipping and diving with the kitties in the virtual world. What a great VR experience that would be, a toilet VR. Oh, I think we have a hot idea on our hands. I'm Brian Garthoff, you're Mike Burdett. Hey! We're here to do the PSVR podcast. Indeed. Again. Um, and I'll tell you what, it's not just been any time, it's been holiday time. Thanksgiving's here, we had on our last episode a turkey sandwich review, as I'm sure you have all been um, pining for. Now, I'm, uh, I'm good on turkey for a few days. Yeah, I agree. We just ate some stuffing. That was kind of like a last hurrah for me. Yeah, it was the slow goodbye to the Thanksgiving feasts. Now it's back to, you know, whatever else we were eating. Well, while we're at it, let's uh, do an impromptu uh, review of our Thanksgiving at the end of the show when we uh, are talking turkey again. Stay tuned for Talking Turkey this week. Part two. Uh, In other news... Uh, timing is of the essence, and next week, on December 3rd and 4th, PlayStation Experience is uh, coming to town. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about it, because, quite frankly, they've listed a few titles that are going to be there, and some that aren't, but i um, not sure how much stage time uh, PSVR is going to get. And, um, you know, if I would have guessed when the PlayStation Pro reveal happened, that there was going to be a lot more PlayStation VR... I'm sure there'll be some. I know they have listed the games that include a lot of PlayStation VR games, even some that are already out. Probably for people who don't have the headsets to try. Yeah. Although I would think the most hardcore fans attending probably have tried a lot of PlayStation VR games at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's what I would guess. Uh, but Ace Combat 7, Resident Evil 7 also. Hopefully we'll get some substantial updates on that stuff. Battlefront, uh, their little... Experience is also going to be uh, up there, and uh, Final Fantasy XV will be up by that time. Which, um, they have a little uh, VR thing. It looks like you can play as Brompto. He is a uh, man with hair, and he shoots the gun. And in addition, uh, at the end, there's a big boob car ride, I believe is what they're calling it. And so that's the thing. I don't know. Hopefully that game good. Hopefully that game good. Hopefully, hopefully that game good. Hopefully they make a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that one... Lo- and from... It seemed like all of the VR in the little preview, it was pretty much all that one fight, so I wouldn't be surprised if the entire VR experience was kind of just that one yeah. orchestrated fight. I'm not holding out for the Final Fantasy 15 VR experience. I'm holding yeah. out for the actual game. Yeah, that's what I... I'm excited about the real game, but yeah, in, in terms of what they showed in VR, it seemed like what a lot of these bigger franchises are doing. Like, hey, we're not forgetting about you, but it's also very much not something to write home about. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, I'm just going off the preview. It could end up being some lush grand experience for VR but I think it's pretty safe to bet that it will be fairly limited. Yeah, yeah. A little a little tame. Um but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I really want that game to be good, you know. We've uh we've lived throughout a time of Final Fantasy and it's definitely been a roller coaster from sheer dominance. You've actually have a Final Fantasy shirt on. Oh yeah, I'm wearing one right now. And uh and 
then, you know, kind of dipped down, and they've done a couple MMOs, which I've never played, and stuff like that, but, you know, Final Fantasy XV, originally Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen was the one I wanted when they originally announced Thirteen and Versus Thirteen to get it come out, you know, several years later. I'm, uh, I'm actually really hoping it, it lives up to snuff, you know? Yeah. I think, um... You know, I think that Miyamoto guy had a saying, and I'm pretty sure his exact words were, a delayed game make a like a bad time one time, but a bad game make a like a bad time forever. That sounds right. <laughs> and I think that rings true here. I think it's uh, never been more true. Uh, so, so yes, <laughs> I agree 100%. But uh, that is that there. we got um, get a little Thanksgiving, a little PlayStation experience coming right after the Thanksgiving, after your, uh, what is it, tryptophan? Tryptophan, yeah. Your little tryptophan recovery tour at PlayStation experience. Uh, but right now, I'm going to talk about what's happening in the streets. Now, earlier today, we got on our PlayStation VR. We were noodling about, and we were like, you know what? Let's check out what's hit the scene on the Viridio, and uh-oh, Viridio is shut down. Their service is discontinued. Whoops. <laughs> um, which sucks, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, kind of, yeah that's kind of disheartening. Um, you'd think it'd be a matter of time before YouTube jumped in the circus, um, but it's a little lame that, you know, a little... Over a month after PlayStation VR comes out, and, the, and Viridio had been out before on other, you know, Oculus and stuff like that. Did um, you see anything about it online? Or? Yeah, I did. It looked like they it simply cost too much. You know, VR okay. is expensive stuff, and yeah. uh, they said they had like two million, and they had more apps than developers, and they were basically going for like sort of a YouTube-like layout. I had checked it out multiple times, and it was cool because you could download the videos. Okay. Um, directly there if you didn't want to stream them. So you could, like, queue up a bunch of downloads, come back, watch them all. And um, that's a little bit lame because there's, now there's no service like that on PlayStation VR. Yeah, that's, like, the, the kind of unfortunate thing about it beyond everything else is, like, it's not like there's some other service that's immediately stepped into that role. So it's kind of just you're devoid of that VR-specific video experience there. Yeah, well... Like you said, you're kind of waiting for YouTube to show up, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, there is other, like, VR video options available. Like, Hulu does their weird thing, um, which some people like. And there is, uh, I think, a little Star Cinema. But it's a very select amount of stuff where the actual, like, user-published content is is no longer on an app. But you could find that separately and then sure. bring it to your PlayStation use the media player um to check out all sorts of dirty videos. We know that's why you were there. Um don't make it up. Well they didn't have them on for radio. Well, and you, you mocked search hard enough you can find it anywhere. You mocked their name last week. Yeah. And well, now look look where I am now. I'm now still standing. You, you, public opinion has gone down. And uh, so Good job. Yeah, we're not sure how much influence I had over it. I would like to say entirely my fault, but we'll see in the... I'll look in the stock trades this week. I mean, they just tossed an R in video. It was straightforward. That's what I... That's my thinking. Anyways, they are no more. I, I was hoping today, like, when I saw the news, I was like, 
Oh, well, I'll like take it. I'll give it one send off. Do some videos. Nope. No, it's gone now. Service discontinued. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we um, send you out to sea for radio. We hope the best for um, your future endeavors. Which are none. Well, <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> well, I mean, probably. I mean, the men and women of Viridio live on. Oh, well, that, I didn't mean them. Like, I didn't mean they were going to be, like, dying in a volcano or something. I just meant Viridio itself is no longer going to take on any adventures. Those kind and talented people will probably find wonderful jobs in the food service and or janitorial industries. Oh, now this is just getting <laughs> testy. They may... Is this still about the name? I don't like it. They um, deserve what they've got. I'm just joking, by the way. That was all facetious. I, I have no ill will towards Viridio or the wonderful people there. Well, speaking of bad business, let's talk about some good business. Flip the coin Oh, I thought over. we were going to talk about Nintendo. But anyway, continue. No, I don't I, I don't know what that means. Um, bad business. They're a bad business. That's what it is. <laughs> PlayStation VR's UK sales are about to take over the uh, combined sales of both the HTC Vive and the Oculus Rift, Um, which is pretty sweet news for PlayStation VR. I would expect um, those combined numbers to be relatively small in the grand scheme of things, but it is kind of echoing what we've kind of said before. Like, they have the biggest brand identity, they're... Mm -hmm. Obviously, going to get furthest in the market. I thought all along they're, they're the most affordable headset and most accessible to people who have PlayStation Fours versus very expensive gaming. And I think this this kind of goes to show that it's. I kind of feel like it's not even like this is going to sound kind of foolish at first, but like it's kind of not even really a competition. No, I almost think this is by and large in a, its own market. The console peripheral VR, as opposed to the entire VR PC system like I think you're just seeing entirely different markets attaching themselves to these products so yeah like you said it doesn't surprise me that those other combined numbers are low and that the VR PSVR numbers are are are, are much higher um, because it's just the ease and of use and you know the kind of plug and play capability of that is going to be way more attractive to anyone who knows the ins and outs of these systems. Mm-hmm. So it does make sense. Um, yeah, and um, still, that's a big margin to beat both of them combined. Like that's still impressive. On top of it, yeah, I, I think it, it's obviously a good sign. Well, um, it doesn't solve anything. It doesn't change anything about um, the reality of the market already, which is that it's not a large consumer yeah. device. Sure. But, you know, as PlayStation continues to grow, they'll get more people out there. So, I thought it was interesting nonetheless. Uh, Take that, Europe. Next up, we played some new in VR. Oh, what's that? Well, we uh, was perusing the sales the other day because there's a couple PlayStation sales that have Probably end the day after this goes up. They okay. usually end on a Tuesday. Although the flash sale... Oh, see, let me take that back. Flash sales usually end on a Monday. They're usually weekends, mm-hmm. I think. And then the Black Friday sale might end on a Monday or Tuesday. I have no idea. Forget I ever knew anything. They'll both be over by the time you hear this. So but um, you bought something nice. Carnival Games VR went on sale. 
I was noodling that, and then uh, Hollow Ball was on sale for like its preliminary like intro week. Sometimes they have a PS Plus sale that was yeah. down to ten fifty from from fifteen. But different game caught my eye over there, looking lazy in the right side. It was Bound, and that was down from twenty to ten dollars. I mean, you played a little Bound. Can't give it a full review. Uh, wouldn't be fair to do so. Uh, but we did play a bit of it. You and I both got to a certain point, which I'd like to talk about. Um, and just so uh, you know, I played it outside of VR prior to you coming over here okay. to check out what it was like first, just as a game, yeah. and then um, what it was like in VR in comparison to that. There are some VR uh, video settings on that for how you control the camera, because VR is basically a camera in that game. It's still a third-person platformer yeah. dance-a-thon. And um, I would like to say that for anyone questioning it, and if you did happen to catch it before the sale ended, um, check it out. Because my initial thoughts hearing the premise of the game versus actually watching some stuff about the game and then playing the game are completely swing to the right. Um, I think it is a much more visually appealing game than I gave it credit for. And also interesting to see in VR just when you can uh, sort of like steady the camera and turn the character towards you and like move forward. It's definitely yeah. got a, it's definitely got a style to it. Yeah, it's it's unique. It's one of the more unique games that I've experienced in VR so far. Um, and for those of you who don't know the premise, um, it would appear, and this is just me spitballing because I have not finished the game, um, that you are playing as a pregnant woman. And she is sitting at the beach recollecting some, maybe, fantasy story in her journal that she's drawn? Yeah, it does, obviously, yeah, just kind of conjecture at this point. But yeah. either she's writing a story of, with pictures or recounting dreams, possibly, yeah, something like that. something like that. And uh, it, it's very fantasy-styled um, when you're actually in the game. Um, inside that world that lives in her journal, notebook, yeah, you're basically whatever. Playing the pages of her notebook journal, mm-hmm. and it's uh, very like geometrical. Uh, a lot of moving and breathing walls and platforms, and your character itself uh, moves like a ballerina. Uh, there's a lot of little subtle movements that if, even if you just move slowly, you can see it completely changes the way she walks. If you run, it changes the way she does certain moves. And if you're dancing, it modifies yeah, it's what like the a, buttons do. It's a combination of dancing plus gymnastics, because there's the mm-hmm. like balance beam elements where she moves like, um, you know, a, an actual gymnast across a balance beam mm-hmm. when you're going across narrow sections. And then, um, you know, there's tumbling elements and then dance elements. Um, but yeah, it's pretty unique. Uh, the platforming feels pretty good for the most part. Um, there's even like wall-to-wall jumping, which is kind of an old-school platforming type deal, but that worked really well in the instances I had to use that. So yeah, it feels pretty good. What'd you think of uh, what you played of it? Uh, it was overall I- interesting. Like I said, I-, I can't give it a really fair shake because I only played like a level and a little bit extra. Um, it's probably not my type of game personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that very ethereal kind of, um, I'm trying to think of the word. 
is very like loose based on the story kind of just like this thing is happening mm-hmm. go forward um, in a way it reminds me of a lot of games that are kind of almost talked about as like these indie art pieces like yeah. you know like Journey and Unfinished Swan mm-hmm. and Abzu and stuff like that where you it's less about the actual gaminess of it and more about just like Hey, look at this thing. Look at this, like, yeah, look at these, piece. Yeah, and, like, look how it flows and look mm-hmm. at how it moves and look how it... and see how it looks, you know? And there are definitely... It does have that thing that is probably been one of my most favorite parts of VR, which is that juxtaposition, juxtaposition of size, mm-hmm. the immenseness of things, because there are some creatures you run into that are immense, even on a farther scale, and it's kind of a cool thing to see that because mm-hmm. they had that with Thumper and Rez had both those kind of things where you run into as you're going along creatures or monsters or just you know landmarks that are humongous towering over yeah you, exactly yeah. and that's a really cool thing and so this game does do a really good job with that as a visual so yeah, yeah like I said it's maybe not necessarily my style of game I don't know how much I would play it more on my personal you know level but I don't think that's a knock on the game. Just, there's a lot of great games that, excuse me, I don't play to fruition or whatever. So, but I, I it's interesting to say the least. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the very least, you could say that about it. Yeah, and I think the uh, really, I I, uh, I appreciate the graceful animations and stuff of the, the character movement. I think uh, is really stand out. And like I said, it, if you just take a moment to sort of like soak it in in VR. Uh, it makes a difference. So one thing, it it is easier to play outside of VR by a lot. Yeah. Um, in VR, you kind of just panning around the camera or the right stick to pan the camera at whichever angle. Right. And it can be a little bit tedious. It never really bothered me, but after playing it with like normal controls, clearly normal controls are better. I haven't yeah. fiddled with the options so much, but um, yeah, I, I think it's a interesting world visually and I, I know it's only like two and a half hours so I'll definitely play it to completion mm-hmm. but um, yeah a little little give and take from the actual game and the VR mode sure. uh, because one is better to play the other one is better to experience I sure. feel like Absolutely. I am going to I think play the entirety of the rest of it in VR but that's one thing um that's throwing me off. There, there's a point after we beat, like, what felt like an introductory level, where you were, like, flipping pages in that little journal that the lady has when you cut back out to the beach. And, um, and I think I skipped a bunch of levels, but just by turning pages, and then I was just like, oh, it says X in the corner, not realizing that, like, I flipped a bunch of pages now. And that might be a level select screen. Yeah, that was a bit weird. I wasn't sure because it was just letting me go through pages. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not sure. That, I, I'm guessing it is like a level select and it seems like it's kind of linear. Because I think I even jumped forward one because it didn't really seem to connect the end of what I did with the beginning of what I started. Yeah, and so maybe it's uh, designed that that game lets you play it out of order or lets you take um, agency in, in what direction you go, but um, yeah, I was curious about that. I'll have to I'll have to find those answers out. Uh, but I would recommend it, especially if you got it on sale for the price. Uh, I think it is another very cool VR experience. And 
as I've continued to say, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone when I'm buying these games and checking these new games out. Sure. And uh, and a lot of the stuff that I found in VR is stuff that I probably wouldn't have played. Absolutely. Um, that makes sense. Typically. So, there is that. In other news, it was Thanksgiving. And had my mama over. Mom and her weirdo boyfriend. Oh, good. And it's not really like a stepdad thing, because, right. you know, I was way out of the house. Yeah, We've only been together a few years. But they were here. They were being obnoxious, as they are. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the thing where I put my mom in VR. Yes. And so I put her in the shark tank, I put her in the ocean descent, like I talked about in the original episode, like what makes better sense for people who had no experience being in VR than something where all you have to do is look around. And she was annoyingly impressed by it. Really? Yeah. Um, and to an aggravating extent. <laughs> you wanted to just think it was pretty cool and move well, on. Well, first of all, I made the mistake of starting it and not re- remembering that it's like longer than it probably needs to be. Okay. But it's longer than it needs to be, and uh, it was taking a while, and I could tell when a shark showed up, she would be super overreacting, because she would claim to see a shark when there, <laughs> when there was no shark. Uh-oh. She was asking a bunch of questions, and being obnoxious, uh, which is just par for the course when dealing with my mom anyways. Right. And that's not really a knock on her, I'm pretty sure she would own up to that if she, uh... If she heard such criticism. So, they checked it out. Um, I think they both ended up thinking it was pretty cool um, when it was all said and done. But, would I do it again? Probably not. You <laughs> In know retrospect? What? What, are you gonna, what would you give the experience out of 10, Brian? Of, di- of showing your mom VR. Uh, say it wasn't all bad. Right. It wasn't it was, a terrible experience, but questions about whether you do it again. It was very bittersweet. Okay. So, 6 out of 10. 6 out of Okay. Yeah, that's, it's an overall... Well, wait, we, we grade things on this show. So, I'll give it a C-. minus. Okay, C-. minus. So, it passed, but Although I you guess, want to try harder next time. I guess the mathematical equivalent would be a D for 6 out of 10. But that's but, neither here nor there. But that's there. going by the scale that everything under the 60s is an F. Yeah. I think that's not fair. So I like what you're what you're doing. Okay, C minus sounds appropriate. Yeah, maybe D plus. Who knows? <laughs> um, Not a grade you're shooting for, but a grade you'll accept. So with that in mind, we just reviewed the mom experience. What about reviewing our Thanksgiving overall? Let's break in. Give me the whole rundown. Give me. Take me on a virtual. I'm close my eyes. Take me on a virtual ride through All your right. Thanksgiving. Listeners, please close your eyes, please. All right, we uh, went downstairs. It was. Uh, First off, let's set the table here. Uh, my mom put the turkey in a turkey pan that had holes in it, and the drippings dripped down to the oven and caused smoke to billow over the entire front first floor of my home. Uh, so that was... It wasn't bad at first until I actually like went close to the oven and then it stung the eyes. Uh, and that was not pleasant. It didn't hurt the turkey though at all the bird came out actually extra juicy and perfect all right um so i guess it was a small sacrifice to pay for a well-cooked turkey Mm. so yeah we had that turkey as i just mentioned um we had some mashed taters uh we do not use fresh taters we use boxed taters 
Um, she pours those out of the box, those flaked taters. Wait, what? What are box taters? You ever seen like the potato, mashed potato flakes that you pour oh. out of the box? Oh, yeah, yeah, mashed potato. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so we use those. I'm not above that. Nah, I, Just I, so I you know. Quick and, easy. and I wasn't making it, so I really don't have any qualms. But those were good. Uh, we had some delicious brown and syrup rolls that went very quickly. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, people love a good roll, I didn't get as many of those as I would have liked. Uh, we had some delicious stuffing. My mom made a big tray of salad. Mm-hmm. That seemed to be the thing that there was most of, which makes no sense because it's what people eat the least of. But sure, mom, go ahead. Um, a little cup of yams, sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. Because no one eats those except me and my mom now. No one else likes them. So we just made a little, she made a little. Like a, a, a large uh, coffee cup, poured those in, heated those up. So we had a few yams. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that it for the savory dishes? Oh, and then obviously gravy. Big old bowl of the gravy, put on everything. And then moving into dessert, we had a delicious assortment. Uh, two strawberry cheesecakes, which mm-hmm. I didn't get any of before they were eaten completely. <laughs> uh a coconut cream pie, which is still around, and I enjoy. So I'll take eating half of a coconut cream pie uh, and a slice of pumpkin pie, because I do love a good coconut cream pie. Uh, other than that, that was it. I had leftovers for a day, and then now Saturday, finally, I moved on to other normal foods, only then to come back to a late night, late night tertiary Thanksgiving dinner with you. So... Alright, uh, so how would you grade that? Uh, I gave it a solid B. Okay. I was missing the green bean casserole that we usually have, and that's mm-hmm. a sad thing. Uh, and I didn't get any of that cheesecake. That is a disappointment. Um, but I got more than my share of turkey. Had some turkey sandwiches later, and that's a good thing. So, it was B. Right what do you uh, What do you got going? Take okay, so tour. so me and my lady made some food. I'm gonna be quick because I bet the listeners' patience is probably running low here. <laughs> um, uh, so graphics-wise, we uh, small kitchen, a uh, little counter. We made some, several dishes and stowed them away: some scalloped potatoes, green bean casserole with a little crispy onions, um, mm-hmm. uh, sweet potatoes with a like a walnut brown sugar topping. That's a good thing. That was, yeah, that was yeah. good. Or maybe with pecan. I don't know. Something. A crispy nut. And then uh, she's vegan, so all these dishes are vegan, by the way. Okay. This is her second annual vegan Thanksgiving. All right. Um, and so we had a tofurk. Um, and last year we had a different brand of a fake turkey, and it was pretty good. This one was better. Okay. It tasted more like turkey. Nice. It actually tasted enough like turkey that when I... Gave someone who, you know, my mom a piece who was like, oh yeah, that tastes almost exactly like turkey. Texture's a little different is the only thing. Yeah. And then I got some actual real turkey from her, so. Okay. Wasn't missing out on that. Right. But, um, yeah, we made that. Uh, she had pumpkin cheesecake. That was probably the, the crown jewel of it all. Nice. Um, Piece de resistance. Gameplay is pretty fun. Simple puzzle platform. Uh, then we also had some gravy that was vegan gravy, and that was pretty good. It came in a weird, like, you flopped it out. It came, like, almost congealed, and it, was, it almost looked like jello. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And yeah. So then I, like, smashed it down and was stirring it. Uh, lots of stuffing. We ended up 
recreating more stuffing and uh, having some pumpkin beer. Replay value, well, I'll probably do it again well, once a year for the rest of my life. <laughs> and um, Late November, yeah, you pop that, pop that in, give it a go. Yeah, it's why good, not? good run. Overall story is a little worn at this point, um, but I'd give it a B plus. Oh, okay, great. Solid Thanksgiving. Nice. Um, all right. This, uh, this of course, is going to bring us to our topic at hand for this week's show. A little bit, little bit longer getting there this time. That's fine. Um, this is uh, the biggest problems with PlayStation VR, or any okay. problems with PlayStation VR, really. Quality of life improvements that need to be made, and what needs to happen for PlayStation VR going forward to become a better overall package. Should we say? Okay, so I'm uh, speaking as one of the people who generally don't have any tracking issues, mm-hmm. um, so to speak. And other than some slight um, problems with maybe my surroundings in certain gameplay, I don't have trouble playing games in VR and PlayStation VR at all. I don't have motion sickness. So I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about tracking issues that I don't have. I simply don't have it. So that might be a problem for some. It's just not a problem for me. And I'll just double down and say that in all my experience playing it, I have also had neither tracking issues nor motion sickness yeah. at all. And in the instances where I had tracking issues, I found a solution. So I, I've had uh, one time, the first time I played uh, PlayStation VR Worlds, Mazbags, who was in a couple of our shows before we quit. Before he walked out on the job, yeah, uh, throwing his paychecks around, big guy, huh? Yeah, he's trying to make everyone else feel small. But uh, before that all happened, I was playing PlayStation VR Worlds, and it was all everything was off to the left. But that was the first day I had PlayStation VR, and I don't know if I had set something up wrong. I don't know if the camera had moved and right. I hadn't noticed it or what. But that hasn't happened again. So. I'm gonna. And now at this point, you're a lot better at troubleshooting and what to do to adjust that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and looking through settings and knowing how the VR works itself, and holding down uh, with starter options to yeah, yeah, adjust options. it uh, accordingly. So yeah, which isn't a like a fix all, but it's you know, I haven't had problems playing the games. Sure, that's it. Um, so I won't be talking about that. I will say on some of the comfort scale, I, I talked in the initial episodes about only be able, being able to play PlayStation VR for a limited amount of time, and it's kind of fatiguing. I dropped the brightness down on my headset, like, a lot, um, and I'm super comfortable playing it. It never bothers me. I never get a headache anymore. The first couple days, I, I was, wasn't was really used to it, and I was getting headaches, and I think it was actually the eye strain from having brightness up too high. Yeah. I don't know that for sure, but I can say that I've literally never had that happen again after dropping the brightness down. So if that is something you experience, maybe consider doing that or testing the waters there. I don't feel like the games are too dark when we play them now. No, and again, I, that's something I couldn't speak to, having like eye strain or, or like yeah. actual like physical fatigue from having the headset on or, or eye strain or anything like that. So that's another complaint that really doesn't apply to me too much, so I wouldn't know the ins and outs of it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other um, slight problems, this is the only real technical problem I've had, and it's really not when I'm playing PlayStation VR at all, but occasionally I'll shut down my PlayStation, and this happens either in rest mode, or coming out of rest mode, or coming out of being turned off completely. But the little processing unit box won't turn on, and you can tell because it has that status light 
yeah. it's white when it's on, and it'll remain red while the PlayStation's on, and then nothing gets displayed on my TV because the processing unit is routing it back to the TV. Okay. Um, so the only fix I've found for that is just to walk over to the headset and push the power button on the headset. It immediately kicks on the processing unit and my PlayStation shows up on my TV. Yeah. But now it's probably happened like five or six times. Okay. And that's nowhere near every time I turn my PlayStation on in the past month and a half. Sure. Since I've had this. But it's enough to be like, alright, this is kind of annoying. Sure, sure. Um, it's not working the way it should, so anytime that happens, it's a bit annoying. So that's, that's really my only technical problem. Uh, any problems you have had uh, in the technical sense? No, and obviously I don't do as much booting and adjusting and turning on the headset as, as you do. Mm-hmm. I'm usually pretty much just handed the thing, put it on, and it goes. Um, so I haven't noticed anything like that. I mean, there have been times when we've had to maybe reset it when it gets jarred or like we're looking at something and then it snaps to that. But I think that's not really a technical thing. It's just how the system works. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm staring off to the side and down and then all of a sudden it grabs onto it. I'm like, well, I should have been looking forward anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not really a technical issue. It's just me getting used to how to operate it. So, And it's probably when we're switching person to person, different heights were... were Positioned and usually at different chairs on the couch and seats on the couch, so that you know also plays into it. But other, yeah, but it's not like some consistent thing or even a fault of the system, it's just us yeah. using it the right way. But aside from uh, technical problems and all of that, uh, there is larger issues more so with the PlayStation VR ecosystem. Um, I mean, we already talked about their little video service, probably their best little video service that they had being shut down, uh, which is a bummer. But um, I found it that, especially when you come over and play and we're sort of switching on and off, it's a very isolating experience. Uh, You know, no matter what's on the TV from social screen um, that's showing what I'm seeing in the headset or what you're seeing in the headset while you're playing, uh, there's only so much people can do now a lot of uh games could incorporate stuff where multiplayer comes into play i know hollow ball does where it's almost like danger ball where you know it's you getting you're playing pong and the other side uh you can control with the dual shock and play against me while i'm in the headset oh okay that's interesting um yeah which i did want to check out but ended up going with bound long story short it doesn't matter um but, yeah, that's something that a lot of games could be more, like, encouraging the people outside of I know Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes, a lot of people say that game's awesome. And if I had a larger group of people over more times, I probably would have got that a long time ago. Yeah. But I don't. Sure. And in the instances where I do, we play Jackbox and all that other stuff. Yeah. So, I, th- I think... Uh, Incorporating more people into, you know, lo- I guess a local multiplayer. Yeah, I would agree with that because it is, like you said, I think isolating experience is a great thing, which is not even really a knock necessarily on the system because I think it's meant to be more of a solo type deal. But mm-hmm. it is something where even while you're playing it, even knowing that I'm in a room with other people, I still don't 
it is not to use that word too much, but like I'm immersed in that experience. I don't even really think of saying like, "Oh, that was cool." Or, hey, did you see there? Like, oh, like you know, the conversation kind of does cut to a minimum when you're playing these games. Mm-hmm. Usually, maybe something like if you've done something I haven't, you're showing me like, "Hey, do this." That's how. If I get stuck on something, like, "Hey, go over here," or like, um, you know, saying, you know, telling you to watch out for something if you've been through it, or giving me, you know, tips. But it's not as much as like when we're playing a game open like. When you were showing me 2K17 today, and we were sitting there kind of bantering back and forth, and you were showing it to mm-hmm. me, and we're having a cool conversation. You are pretty much phased into that headset, which is, I think, actually more of a mark on the system than it is a plus mark on the system than it is a downgrade because you are so fully engrossed in what you're doing. Um, but I do agree that it would be fun to have something that does incorporate more people because you are going to sometimes have people over and want to kind of maybe share that experience and like hey let's take take turns with the headset but you're not going to just be sitting there watching me either where you're Mm going to get involved um so i think that would be a a cool way to improve the overall um vr experience yep uh and uh another one that caught uh, my attention is is sort of the obvious um problem playstation vr is right now there's a small number of compelling games out um and i say that like being mindful of everything I haven't played but the fact of the matter is it's almost like PlayStation Vita where it's like people didn't see enough reasons to buy the handheld you know and so that became a problem and they tried to play to a big like AAA games demographic and you know they ended up getting more people interested in the smaller indie experiences that came out in years to come so, I think that's repeating itself all over again in a in a small way yeah. with all these big name games just shoehorning shoehorning tiny VR stuff into their game. Uh, but I think a lot of the big names, even with the VR games, have missed the mark. Um, e Valkyrie just hasn't done it for me. Uh, you know, maybe I need to give some other games a try, but. I'm at the point where now there's a limited amount of things that are out right now, not out in the future, but out right now that I would honestly consider purchasing sure. at full price. And it becomes a different conversation with sales and stuff like that, but you know, this stuff just came out, so there wasn't any big sales on almost any of it um, during this time where it's like, hey, I can get Battlefield 1 for like 30 bucks, or like Name any game that's new for half price, but sure. can't do that with VR games. And I understand why, and I don't think they should, but it's a tough argument to make when I can literally buy, like, Ratchet & Clank and NBA 2K17 for the cost of Eagle Flight. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, that's what all I would say. It, it needs, needs patience, but it also needs... Um, some games to deliver, some big games to deliver, and it needs the unique small games that I think are already there. They just need to be, you know, proliferated and continue to come out. Yeah, and I, I agree that generally, like, it, having a AAA experience doesn't mean anything if you're giving it little to no effort. And maybe not effort, but little, you know, if it's just this kind of meaningless... Yeah, to, to the people who own VR headsets, like, gave me the option to shoot a monster from afar and Final Fantasy does nothing to add to the experience. 
Right. You know, exactly. It's so, it's cool for those people who are like, oh wow, even I can even step into this Final Fantasy world in VR. But for those people who have now spent several hours in VR, they want something substantial to go the along with that. Same thing with the the Call of Duty VR experience. It's like it doesn't really, you know, I won't fly the ship around for five minutes and blow some stuff up, and mm-hmm. that's it. It's you know, I get it. You, you're focused on your main games, and as you should, but it's you know, it's almost like then you know, you didn't really have to do that. You know what I mean? Like I, I get, I, and that's kind of where I'm at. I, I don't even really, honestly, know. I get what they're trying to achieve with that. I don't know if they're trying to give it as like an act of faith. It's like, see, we are definitely thinking about you, or if it's something that they are interested in VR, but they just didn't want to spend a lot of assets developing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I'm more curious at, because especially with that Call of Duty, like they didn't even sell it. It didn't even go with the game. Anyone could play it. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know if they were just maybe almost using it as like a, you know, an equipment test type thing. Like, well, let's, you know, fiddle with this, throw it out there, see how it goes, and you got five minutes of VR testing for an engine that you may want to use in the future or something. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, but it, as an experience to a VR user, it's not all that compelling and or interesting. So, you know, where does that leave you? And like you said, with the um, the same thing with uh, Final Fantasy, we'll see what it does with the, the Tomb Raider <laughs> VR. Tomb Raider is, I guess, like sort of like a, almost... Gone home in the Croft Manor. Okay, just kind of like a house exploration type yeah, mansion exploration. Like thing. little audio log pickups. Once again, has very little to do with being a Tomb Raider game, ostensibly. Well, has something to do with her backstory and history, I think, and relationship to, I would guess, her father, but okay. I haven't played it. But either way, it's not like. It's not the thing you might. What you're going to Tomb Raider for. Yeah. Or VR for. And that's like the weird crossroads it's like this isn't great for people that love final fantasy and it's not great for people who love vr VR. it's this weird half step in each direction yeah exactly this we you know this arranged marriage between these two elements that you kind of want to force upon each other and so i think that's kind of where you're coming up so whereas you do have these other things that are developing specifically for vr that some of these studios are extremely passionate about it um, and that's what their life, what they maybe want to make their lifeblood in the future is VR experiences. So you're going to obviously get a bit of a, a different experience with someone who's developed specifically for it, and someone who has, you know, said, "Well, that might be a fun side toy to throw onto our multi-million-dollar game that we're putting out there." So, um, but we'll see where it goes. I, I like we've talked about it a bunch of times, but I think Resident Evil is going to be a big dividing line between what the possibilities are for a top-name franchise in terms of VR experiences. Yeah, and I think um, the story still needs to unfold on a lot of stuff. How how uh, extensive people will use the advantages of the PlayStation 4 Pro. I know Digital Foundry just put up some analysis on a few games that are out. Um, some not very different at all. And others like Robinson the Journey, some noticeable differences. Um, but what's that mean for Resident Evil 7 when that comes out? Is it a much better looking game than it is in VR? Will that, you know, deter people from playing it in VR if they have the option to do so and, you know, sure. have the headset? Uh, so, like, you know, just simple technical stuff. Will they make another iteration of the headset before they just carry forth? 
uh, with the existing headsets on future consoles. So a lot, a lot is to be, you know, remains to be seen. But I think overall, it's it's gone as well as I could expect it to be. Um, a few more g- games would keep me happy, and maybe a little lower cost in games would be happy. But I could say that about anything. So. Sure. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if everything I like was free? Yeah, wouldn't it be great if it was all super cheap and they spent a lot of time and effort on it? Um, and that will bring us to a feedback, um, which... Feedback. I gotta say, mailbox flooded with feedback this week. We got no reviews on the iTunes... Okay. But and I do mean a real flooded mailbox, as in I don't know what I don't know what happened to all the feedback, but I believe there's a problem somewhere. It washed away because we didn't get it. We, get, we got like That's almost none. I saw there. I saw some fingerprints. I dusted for fingerprints. I mean, I didn't get any hits on the fingerprints, but I have suspicions. That's all right. The dust is there, and the dust is settled. But we did get one thing here, and it was from Dragon Three. A.K.A. J-Dragon 3. He says, V-Time is coming to PSVR! Exclamation point. And they announced live broadcasting. You should do a podcast in VR and maybe have me on as a guest smiley face. Now, J-Dragon. He got me hip to this V-Time. I looked at it. Looks like a, almost, let's say, Skype in VR, but you were given, like, settings to where so I know one of the videos we saw was like a campfire with like avatars talking what around almost the campfire. like sitting with your feet dangling off a mountain mm-hmm. I saw that one stuff like that so V-Time interesting if it does exist in VR or for PSVR in the future I would definitely check it out as far as doing podcasts and stuff from there I don't know if that really uh, jives with our recording setup, but who knows? I won't, it's too early to rule anything out. Look into it. Check as it far out. as having you on as a guest, I don't know you. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about any of this stuff. I, I gotta wait to see uh, what what V time's coming on. But if we ever do take V time seriously and we yeah. do the guest thing, well, we got we got number one in we the queue. Uh, yeah, he took a, he took a number. That's only fair. Yeah. He, Introduced us to something new and interesting that we looked at. So if it is feasible, hey, you never know. Yeah. So thank you, J Dragon Three, or uh, as I th- actually think it's pronounced, Jadra, gone with uh, three for an e. Oh, J Dra, gone. No, I believe it's Jadra. Uh, come back, Jadra. Don't go anywhere anymore. No, don't leave. Don't be gone. Jadra, get back here. Uh, in other news, uh, I've been getting feedback uh, from a dog. See, we got a puppy here. Got a new pup. She's sleeping in the corner. And then I got a pre-existing dog who's now whining on a staircase. So take whatever you took out of your butt, put it right back in there snug and tight. There's plenty of corks that'll fit in that wide business. And uh, pardon any dog squeals you've heard during this episode. Keep that butt corked up till next week, and Porker. we will get right back to you. Porker. You can... <laughs> family friendly. Uh, you can uh, give us your feedback at GameRai at gmail.com or at GameRai on Twitter. Or join the PSVR community or the GameRai community on PlayStation Network because we made too many communities on accident. Subscribe and review on iTunes. Yes, please do that. Also, we like uh, doing the iTunes... We like constructive criticism. We love compliments. 
Get out. We really appreciate worship. Straight worship. <laughs> and if you're a hot Redditor out in the streets and feel like dropping a link, then bling blow, baby, do that. Up and down the coast. At first I thought you were going to talk about some weird, inappropriate, if you're a hot Redditor, like, send me some pics in the email if you're a hot Redditor. Throw a link in the gone wild. <laughs> uh, all right. Time to skedaddle. Enjoy your virtual experiences, crew. And we'll be back with a little taste of the PlayStation experience happenings next week. Some thoughts on PSX. Until next time.